Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. We are coming to you live from New York City. Thea Harper producing out of Brooklyn. I'm shouting into a bike out of Manhattan. Chris Housel keeping it all together out of the great state of South Carolina. This is the 20-year anniversary of the effort to discredit U.S. Ambassador and friend of this show, Joe Wilson who had written an article critical of the 2003 invasion of Iraq, and Robert Novak in the Washington Post revealed that another friend of the show, Wilson's wife, Valerie Plame, was a CIA operative. Dirty tricks from the Bush administration 20 years ago today. 90 years ago today, a different kind of right-wing authoritarianism where all German political parties were outlawed except the Nazi party. And it was on this day in 1976 that Jimmy Carter won the Democratic presidential nomination at the party convention in New York and went on to become the 39th president of the United States after defeating incumbent Republican president Gerald Ford. And maybe most significant of all, it was, brothers and sisters, 44 years ago today that Donna Summer hit number one with a song about prostitutes called Bad Girls. We're going to celebrate it all. This is Progress we got a packed show for you tonight. We're going to have the great uh, Max Burns join us very shortly to talk about the political scene, have the Ron DeSantis flame out. And of course, we got a lot to cover with Tucker in Iowa. <laughs> it's even more sexy than it sounds. Uh, let's do a show. It's getting hot, folks. You know it's hot. Bill McKibben tweeted earlier, starting to seem like we'll see the highest temperature ever reliably recorded on planet Earth this weekend. Death Valley headed for 132. And that's correct. The temperature in Death Valley could rise above 130 degrees Fahrenheit this weekend. This is how scared we should be of how hot it keeps getting. We just came off the hottest years in history. The next eight years are supposed to be the hottest years in history. The three hottest days ever recorded in the history of planet Earth have all occurred in July of 2023. And now the National Weather Service is forecasting Death Valley to soar up to 131 or 132 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Now, if this gets recorded by a weather station, this would be the highest temperature ever reliably recorded on planet Earth. And people are flocking to Death Valley in their cars with air conditioning to be there for the hottest the Earth has ever been recorded. Because it's fun. Las Vegas could hit a record of 118 this weekend. Phoenix could be near 120. El Paso, Texas has now logged 27 days in a row at or above 100 degrees. Phoenix is going to have a 15th consecutive day at or above 110 degrees. It's scary. Please, as we always say, take care of yourself. Make sure you have what you need. Please check in on seniors. Please look out for animals. Um, let's get to funnier things. Donald Trump, he just filed a petition with the Georgia Supreme Court. This just happened right before we came on the air. He's going to try and have his lawyers intervene in the Fulton County investigation and try to disqualify Fonnie Willis from investigating him because he knows he's going to be indicted again because he's on tape committing election fraud and trying to strong arm an elected official into committing fraud. And Trump is going to try to block the final report of the special grand jury that would recommend indictments. This is a desperate move. This is a silly, oh my God, my hair's on fire move. He's asking the Georgia Supreme Court now on the eve of his indictment to remove Fonnie Willis from the case. It's not going anywhere. Okay, it's not going to delay anything. You should just take some time. What do I always say on the show? Brothers and sisters, I know it's scary. I know the forces of darkness and fascism and horrible fanny packs never let up. But guys, don't forget to stop and smell the train wreck. Donald Trump knows how bad it is. Enjoy it a bit. Now, let's talk about the real story. Maybe you're somebody who listens to us live. Maybe you're somebody who likes to listen uh, on the podcast or on demand or on the app. Our day walkers. You can always, if you're bored some night, call in. Uh, because I want to go back for a minute, back to the way back in time, way, way back in time, way back to the end of June, like about two weeks ago. Can we can we think back that far when the Supreme Court ended the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program two whole weeks ago before it even got started? When it happened, Joe Biden right away went on TV and made a big promise that we would use every tool at our disposal to get you the student debt relief you need. Here, here's a quick little listen. This is an old clip. This is old. This is two whole weeks. Joe Biden. A Republican officials say student loan relief is a giveaway to the privileged. You hear that loud now, the privileged. <laughs> I love their concern for the privilege. But I know who student loan borrowers are in this country. So do all you. The couple putting off having a child until they can find their way to deal with their debt. That's who they are. They're young put, putting off buying their first home so they can get out from under student loans. Hope on the horizon, thanks to relief that I planned last year, today's court decision snatches it away from them. I get it. I get it. I hear this. It's, it's, and, and I'm concerned about it. But today's decision has closed one path. Now we're going to pursue another. I'm never going to stop fighting for you. We'll use every tool at our disposal to get you the student debt relief you need and reach your dreams. It's good for the economy. It's good for the country. It's going to be good for you. Thank you very, very much for listening. I've said it before, you know, I, I've grown up watching Joe Biden my whole life on the TV. My dad was a history teacher and the news was always on and I knew him as a senator. I have never liked any of the Joe Bidens uh, and some of the Joe Bidens I haven't liked in the past. Uh, the old Joe Biden, 
is this figure of incredible compassion and empathy. Uh, I really believe he means what he says, because if we can cancel these damn PPP loans for millionaires and congressmen, and if we can bail out the banks that destroyed our economy, and if we can keep on giving insane tax cuts to the people in our country who need tax cuts the least, we can help Americans with crushing student loan debt. Now, I don't. I don't need to tell this to you people. You're listening to this channel. You're already advanced. You're ahead of the class morally. You are bodhisattvas. I'm not talking about those people over there listening to the, you know, Patriot channel. I mean, hey, I'm sure they're good at they're good at what they do, sure, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, those guys are those guys are triple A, okay? So you already know that crippling student loan debt is keeping millions of young people from enjoying the burdens of crippling home mortgage debt. Why can't young people be shoveling all their money to banks for their mortgage instead of their student loans? It would seem to make sense. The greedy would still be happy with it. Well, people who are still repaying loans after 20 or 25 years may now, as of today, be eligible for the automatic forgiveness program. And uh, some of y'all are going to be notified. In the next couple of days, the Education Department announced they will forgive loans for more than 800,000 borrowers, many of whom were enrolled in this program to pay back loans for 20 years and then have the remainder of it forgiven. $39 billion in student debt has just been taken away from 804,000 borrowers today. And the right wing can't stop lying to you about it. It's really good to be armed with the facts on this one because there's a lot of mean people saying a lot of mean things. And this is a very good story. And they should be happy about this. They should be happy that suffering Americans will have their burdens eased. They should be happy about how this is going to be good for the economy, but they can't. They've been groomed that way. See, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, our, our education secretary, Miguel Cardona, said today, for too long, borrowers fell through the cracks of a broken system that failed to keep accurate track of their progress towards forgiveness. And this relief we're hearing about today, $39 billion, sounds huge, right? It's not. And it's no big sweeping cut either. It's just the result of some fixes to the student loan system's income-driven repayment plans. Under the changes, people who use these certain deferments or forbearances to pause their payments are automatically going to have their loans forgiven. Under those repayment plans, these people did. The deal was borrowers get any remaining debt canceled by the government after they've made payments for 20 or 25 years, depending on when they borrowed and what their loan and plan type is. Borrowers won't owe any more loan payments if they're a single borrower earning 32 grand or less or a family of four earning 67 grand or less. And borrowers who earn more than that are still going to save at least $1,000 a year. And this is just accounting measures. This wasn't hard to do. The Education Department said they're going to account for payments made under these income-driven repayment plans. They're capped to a certain percent of your income. So they just realized, more or less, hey, these people should have already qualified toward loan forgiveness, but they were not recognized by the loan servicers that collect payments. Wonder why? Somebody in your government was checking up on the greed. It's not canceling any debt, but it is correcting bookkeeping errors that didn't credit your fellow American debtors with the loan repayments for the amount of interest paid. $39 billion. Seems huge. It's actually not. And this is only two weeks after this godforsaken Supreme Court, six of whom chose this, six of whom decided that 81 million people voting for a president, the most people that have ever voted for any political platform in this country's history, 81 million is not as strong as six. And they struck it down. And that would have given relief to like 40 million people. This is only about 800,000. 40 million under 
Biden's original plan. Joe Biden has been forgiving the interest on these loans. That's the biggest lie you're going to hear. Why do we have to work? I paid off my goddamn loans. I like I get it. But here's the deal. No one's getting a free education. No one is having their college education paid for. No one. It's just the interest. All Biden wanted to do was forgive the interest on those people's loans. And by the way, if you've been paying a student loan for 20 years, dude, you paid off the actual loan many, many years ago. You are the victim of a predatory banking system with hundreds of thousands of people who are paying interest on student loans for a quarter of a century. I think we could agree the banks have made their fair share of an education they didn't help you with. Joe Biden made the right call on this, but now cue the conservative outrage. Didn't the Supreme Court just rule on this? Didn't the Supreme... you got to go on Twitter all day long. Didn't the Supreme Court just rule on this was trending by people who don't really care that the Supreme Court didn't rule on this. Didn't the Supreme Court say loans can never be forgiven? No, they didn't say that. They said Biden's specific plan to do so was very different from the existing standards. Now Biden's doing something different based on other standards that were there before Biden even got into office. The plan that was struck down by the Supreme Court would have forgiven 10 grand worth of loans for most people and 20 grand for Pell Grant recipients. And even that wasn't enough. However, Congresswoman McLean went crazy today uh, saying how Biden just announced by the stroke of his pen he's going to forgive 39 billion in student loans. Wasn't the stroke of his pen. Wasn't a loan forgiveness. Give a listen to a congresswoman getting every detail wrong. Biden just announced by that by the stroke of his pen, he is going to forgive thirty nine billion dollars in student loans. She's this angry morning. about this. Now, let me be clear. This mm. is in direct violation of the Supreme Court's decision just oh, two weeks not. ago that no. blocked his student loan forgiveness plan. No. But I guess the president has no respect for the constitutional authority oh. of so the Supreme So now she's just court. stupid, right? And now she's already been president outed as lying Biden about just this. Announced and so she's going to be that- smarmy. You get the idea, right? It's beautiful. Again, the Supreme Court found last month the Biden administration did not have the power under the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act or HEROES Act to unilaterally, unilaterally excuse me, cancel federal student debt. That's what happened. They didn't say it was unconstitutional. So Biden just has a different plan here that hopefully gets around a few issues the Supreme Court had. It's going to be student loan debt relief by a million cuts. Biden's order to forgive student loan debt today is not in violation of the Supreme Court's ruling, and it's not even forgiving debt. It's the Department of Education's SAVE program. I know it takes a lot longer to explain a lie than to spread a lie. Doesn't it suck being the good guy? Don't you wish you were your right-wing cousin who can't spell, who could just say this shit and not fact-check it and move on? The loans aren't forgiven. This is good news for your economy. Student loan debt is keeping so many people from opening small businesses or buying homes or having kids. And again, man, he's not talking about free education. He's talking about, and Jesus Christ, I wish the Democrats would finally stress this, the insane and criminal interest rates on the loans. The education has been, as Rakim might say, paid in full, and the banks are still getting paid. The monthly amount here is tied to your income. If you don't earn that much, you're going to be paying interest for the rest of your life. This is what Biden's forgiveness program was trying to stop. Student loan interest rates are ridiculous, they're unfair, and we should be able to explain this logically to our conservative loved ones. Joe Biden is trying to fix a problem that your government should have fixed many, many years ago. In Australia, college loans have no interest. 
and then you pay gradually when you earn over a certain threshold and you do it all through your taxes because that's how sane people who aren't trying to fleece their own citizens do it. This is why student loans need to be 0% interest, brothers and sisters. I mean, the government doesn't care about raising the minimum wage against the interest rates for three decades. So why should you be paying interest on student loans that are given to help the overall economy in the first place? We have 1.8 trillion in total student loan debt in this country. So yeah, 39 billion, it's not a big deal. I mean, it sounds huge when you hear a frothing at the mouth, crazy Republican Congresswoman say it, but this doesn't even cover the interest accrued on the debt since Joe Biden became president. It's like 5% of student loan forgiveness. But it's still proof that Biden is fighting for citizens. He's fighting for us. And Republicans hate it when Joe Biden helps people because it makes them look bad. You know why? Because they're not doing anything to help people who aren't millionaires. Biden has to do something, right? I mean, starting this fall, most people are going to start after paying their student loans back after a three-year pandemic pause. This is a huge issue for younger voters who have the most debt And younger voters are a very important constituency if Joe Biden wants to stay in this job until he's 110, which I support at this point. In total, this administration has already given over $116 billion in loan forgiveness to over 3.5 million Americans. I mean, guys, Biden made the right call. And Biden is also creating the new income-driven payment plan. The, the save plan. You've heard about this saving on a valuable education save. It doesn't really work. That's that's so av. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm ruining their acronym, but it's going to allow some borrowers to cut their monthly payments in half and cancel the rest of their debt after making 10 years of payments. You pay for 10 years, then fuck the interest. We cancel it. And Biden can still do more. Rokan has been talking about this. Congress has already given Joe Biden the power to cancel student debt under the Higher Education Act. 1965. He can cancel student loans. He can do it. He needs to use the power Congress gave the president in the 1960s. And while we're at it, again, we support him, but we want to hold their feet to the fire. Biden should start talking about the need to suspend interest rates on student loans until cancellation goes into effect. He had a good week. He had a really good week economically. He had a really good week in Lithuania. Lawrence O'Donnell tweeted earlier, if you're arguing that Biden is too old for the job, you must ignore his strong, sharp delivery of clear, carefully worded, fully informed and authoritative answers in today's press conference in Finland, seven time zones from D.C. without a hint of jet lag. He did all right. He's old. I get it. He needs a nap. But I have never been more convinced that this guy really does care about non-millionaires and really wants his legacy to be that he fought for him. And you know what? Enough people are hearing it because Biden raised more money for his reelection in the last quarter than Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott and Mike Pence combined. We just got the fundraising numbers for April, May and June. Trump got 35 million. DeSantis, 20 million. Nikki Haley, 7 million. Tim Scott, 6 million. Pence, 1 million. Joe Biden got 72 million. More than all of them combined, and 97% of the Biden donations were small grassroots donations, not wealthy douchebags trying to buy a presidential contender. Meanwhile, 77% of Americans say they are either extremely or very concerned by these book restrictions in schools. That's from a poll at Fox News, because these Republican policies are deeply unpopular and deeply easy to run against Democrats. Will you stop freaking out and get organized? We also got this news. Uh, I found out that I owe an apology to our listeners. I have always promised you that I will will own up if I'm ever not right about something. I'll never lie, but if I'm wrong about something, 
I made a promise I would always do it. And I'm, I'm not proud of this, but I, 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 I was wrong. And I want to admit it to you right now. Um, Donald Trump has his PAC, right? His Save America PAC that uh, MAGA are donating their child's college fund into. And, um, and I respect that. Uh, I, I think you should prove your obedience to Donald Trump. And nothing owns the libs more than giving lots of money to Donald Trump. Really, if you're a conservative listening to this angry at me, own a lib and just donate substantially. And if you can, try to donate to Trump University or the Trump Foundation. Libs hate that. Really. Give, it, give so much your wife screams at you in front of the children. That's how much you should donate to Mr. Trump. But I've been saying for a long time that when you donate to the Save America PAC, all your money is going to defense lawyers. And I, I, I promised you I would tell you if I was wrong about something, and I sure was. We have now found out that that is not true. That Trump's super PAC doesn't just give all the money to defense lawyers. We've now found out that his PAC paid Melania Trump $155,000 <laughs> at the same time of a fundraiser Trump had at Mar-a-Lago. You know, as Trump's not making as much money in business, he and his family have these political donations to enjoy their lifestyle they're accustomed to. And that's where your job comes in, MAGA. Yeah, you, angry at Patriot listener, who's listening to this show because you haven't figured out how the shiny buttons work to change back to the Hunter Biden channel. Um, all of the Trump family's on the grift. Uh, so it turns out I-, I was wrong. He wasn't just grifting to his lawyers. He was also grifting to Melania. So, MAGA, I I owe you an apology. Your gullible fucking donations were also helping Melania buy shoes, not just Donald Trump's defense attorneys for his many, many crimes. It feels good to come clean, guys. Uh, By the way, Save America Leadership Pack, currently under federal investigation for potential fraud. Like the foundation. And the organization. And the university. And the hair and tan, if you want to go all the way. So, again... To recap, the GOP is furious because Joe Biden's helping non-millionaires because the GOP does two things, helps millionaires and promises to help non-millionaires. You got to get that right. If you're a Republican politician, you want to be elected. You got to do two things. You got to promise to help non-millionaires so they'll vote for you and you got to definitely help millionaires so you can keep your job. Uh, Joe Biden's doing a weird thing. He's he's actually helping non-millionaires and he keeps trying and sometimes he fails. And when he fails... Uh, he gets back up again because when he fails, he is failing at efforts to help people like student loan debt forgiveness. When Trump fails, it means another jury has found him guilty of more shit. By the way, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris today announced plans to distribute billions of dollars to make sure overlooked marginalized communities have a seat at the table when it comes to addressing climate change. Give a quick listen to someone who's going to be starting to take credit for the very impressive immigration numbers very soon. VPKH. The climate crisis impacts everybody, but it does not impact all communities equally. Poor communities, rural communities, native communities, and communities of color are often the hardest hit and the least able to recover. So let's be clear about that. The least in terms of where investments have been made in mitigation and adaptation, the hardest hit and the least able to recover. So to address this inequity, nearly 12 billion of this funding we're announcing today will be invested in overlooked communities. Boom. So to recap, inflation is down to 3%. Murder rate is way down. The economy is growing. There is record job creation. Unemployment is around near 50 year lows. And Joe Biden is trying to find ways to give some relief to some student loan holders. Maybe someone like you. 
maybe someone who's been paying into the system for 20 years plus because of these insane, godless, indecent, un-American interest rates. And all that happened today was the government tried to help non-millionaires using a different provision than the Supreme Court ruled on. He's at least trying. MAGA, they don't give a fuck about you unless you're a fetus. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. Welcome back. So fresh from interviewing... um Alleged sex trafficker and woman abuser Andrew Tate, uh, Tucker Carlson came to Iowa to host the uh, Family Leadership Summit. Yeah, isn't that cute? He opened up with, uh, hi, I'm Tucker Carlson. I just flew into Family Leadership Summit after interviewing a sex trafficking abuser. And boy, are my hypocrisies not tired. But six presidential candidates who will never, ever, ever, ever be president sat down with Lil Tuckums today to be interviewed on stage uh, where they were judged quite harshly for a lack of cruelty by an audience of Tucker suckers. For more, let's go to the smartest man in the game. My God, I love listening to Max Burns' work. He's a Public Relations Society of America award-winning Democratic strategist and political columnist, and he's helped some great companies and campaigns achieve their messaging goals. But you guys might know him from his stuff in The Daily Beast, News Nation, NBC News, or shucks right here on Sirius XM. Max Burns, welcome back. Hey, man, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm trying to make sense of what this Tucker Grovel Fest was today. I mean, it was very, very good for Tucker's PR. And it reminded me of like watching events, you know, uh, at, at Politicon where you'd see like uh, someone bringing their right wing shills to scream in the back of the room. It was just kind of chaotic. What, what did you make of the Family Leadership Summit? Well, it does sort of showcase that now every conservative event has become or is trying to be CPAC. I mean, they're all circuses that are ostensibly about discrete topics, but in the end are just these carnivals of boundless grievance. And we've seen these these candidates have made the trek out here uh, to bend the knee and effectively say that they are are happy to put forward abortion bans, that they're happy to put forward bans on transgender Americans in the military, 
And it, it really showcases how far the Republican Party has moved to the right just in the last few years. Kind of interesting that this is the same week Fox has announced that they're not going to be covering Turning Point USA's uh, uh, little pageants anymore. Fox didn't cover CPAC this year. I mean, it really seems like standing up to right-wing media lies might have positive ripple effects. Uh, and I think it's rather telling that Fox wasn't covering today's event that much at all. Well, it's never a good sign for your party, right, when your major media outlets can't cover your biggest conventions because they reveal your party to be a bunch of violence-supporting, QAnon-believing bigots. I mean, when you have to hide the majority of what your party is doing in order to make it remotely palatable, that's a dangerous place to be. I mean, and people will see it eventually. They're just trying to to hold this off as long as possible at this point. Yeah, I just so people know what we're talking about. Can I can I play a little clip, Max, to give people a sense of the uh, the, the the tone of the political discourse and how we saw a lot of real devoted public servants talk about ways to help working American men and women? Um, here is Tucker Carlson at the uh, Hootenanny of Hate with Nikki Haley, who is talking about the issues that most impact the lives of hardworking Americans. If you've got somebody doing cocaine, deciding on national security. That's what I'm worried about. Well, and it shows, I would say. I totally agree. <laughs> so, so that, I mean, I mean, we, we seem to be closer to nuclear war than any time in my life. Um, Add some coke to so, it. So, like, how could... Uh, again, to find that funny, you have to think it feasible that people who are in charge of our national security are checking their bags of coke at the visitors' cubbies in the west entrance of the White House. Uh, but that was kind of as, as cerebral as it got, Max, wasn't it? it? It was. I mean, it had very little to do with with any family, faith, or leadership. I mean, you hear Nikki Haley there essentially working on her tight five for the comedy store. I mean, <laughs> frankly... I don't want to be lectured to about national security by a party that just enlisted the help of a Chinese spy to try and spread anti-American propaganda. I mean, that seems pretty rich to me. You know, the whole thing was weird. And I, I mean, Mike Pence was there and, and boy, it did not go well for Mike Pence today. Um, we saw Vivek Ramaswamy, who I have come to believe is Andy Kaufman, just trolling all of us right now. Uh, Asa <laughs> Hutchinson, or as we call him, Asa Fifth Placea. But um, Trump wasn't there. And there were some folks who were trying to sell Trump's absence as a sign that Trump was too scared to show up, weren't they, Max? Yeah, this was sort of the messaging a lot you saw from Ron DeSantis's team that Donald Trump's this is a sign of his weakness that he was passing on this event because he can't answer the questions of the evangelical community. And in reality, I think it's entirely the opposite. This showcases to me how far the evangelical core of the GOP has declined over mm. the last decade, uh, that they can be safely ignored. I mean, we saw that Trump won without them in 2016, largely, and then lost with them in 2020. So he's correctly, I think, internalized this idea that you can win the nomination and the election without pandering to evangelicals. So why waste the time? He can just stay home and watch Fox. That's it. I mean, he's going to get their votes anyway. Trump's going to, like before, Trump needed you know, a talisman like Mike Pence to wave around and say, look, I'm one of you. Now he's just going to show up and say, I'm the one who killed Roe v. Wade. Give me your money. And that's all he has to do, isn't it? 
It is. I mean, these pastors and evangelical leaders, they have a real incentive to paint their movement as the same all-powerful cultural force it was in the 80s and 90s. But that's just not true. I mean, the fact is, evangelical vote share has stayed stagnant or declined since 2008. And the amount of evangelicals uh, in the Republican Party that have a decisive voting influence, uh, they haven't selected a nominee really since uh, agreeing to compromise on Mitt Romney in 2012. So in many cases, these people who are catering to them are the candidates who are desperate for every single vote. These people who are in search of some constituency to call their own, and they'll take anything. They're willing to cut the deals that these groups want them to cut. And Donald Trump has just said, no, I don't need you. I'm not going to pretend to like you. And I'm not going to do anything for you once I get in the White House again. And it's just incredible that rather than trying to get more pieces of a bigger pie, these guys are all fighting over the remaining slices of a shrinking pie. I was talking earlier, Max, about this poll from Fox News that showed that 77% of Americans are extremely or very concerned by book restrictions in the schools. They keep on chasing this dwindling white evangelical demographic by going further and further to the right, which keeps hurting them in general elections. Yeah, they are completely out of control of their own messaging because they've given so much of the party over to that MAGA wing that the the base is essentially deciding policy for the whole party at this point. And that's why I've said I would not be surprised in the coming months to see Donald Trump actually come out opposing book bans, if only because Ron DeSantis has made it such a signature issue for him. And Mm. Trump has seen the polling. He knows it's wildly unpopular. And it wouldn't be that big of a stretch to come up and say, you know, listen, I, I fought for your education, too. But I think this guy's crazy. Who wants to ban the history of Peru in schools? And it wouldn't take much with DeSantis in the state he's in to provoke a big overreaction. So, I mean, I'm not counting anything out at this point. No, I think you're exactly right. I'm I'm still holding out to the hope that Ron DeSantis's one great gift to Western civilization is being so toxic he hurts the entire Republican Party long after he drops out. It could happen. I mean, you know, they're all carrying the burden of Rick Scott's horrible let's cut Medicare plan. Let's let them all cover for Ron DeSantis and the book banning. Um, you have a great piece, Max, a really good piece in MSNBC.com this week. The many ways Ron DeSantis hurts his own cause. I don't like to promote pornography, but if you're looking for something to really make you feel good, this piece is delicious. Um, As you say, the DeSantis campaign has so far been a slow reveal of every awkward habit the governor has developed over years cloistered in the GOP echo chamber. It's really true. These guys leave the bubble and suddenly reality shows them what's what. It really is the case. And you see it especially now that that Ron DeSantis is not immune to the effects of political gravity. People who are talking about him as the Trump killer who could do what Trump does but better are now having to explain why in the course of a week he's now lost two senior staffers, one who handles press and one who handles operations. He's potentially lost two of his major financial donors. And then evangelical voters who he's courted aggressively, uh, their leaders are saying this week that they're still playing the field. They're not going to back anyone, which certainly tells me they don't see Ron DeSantis right now as a winning horse. And Mm. even people in his own team are now starting to wonder if this campaign has a next gear, because every time they roll out new messaging, 
Ron DeSantis will lead with some inflammatory ad or some easily disproven lie. And it will it will draw the, the air out of the whole week. And he'll spend that week defending himself. And the one truth of politics is once your campaign looks like it's sinking, it's really, really hard to turn that around in voters eyes. Uh, Max, I, I hate to take away the rosy glow you just put on the DeSantis campaign, but isn't it a lot worse than that? Because we're I'm just learning about his whole weaselly effort to deceive everybody uh, when he said he was going to send Florida emergency support personnel to assist with a building collapse, not in the state of Florida, but in Davenport, Iowa, home of the governor. He is groveling before for an endorsement to try to eke out a minuscule win against Donald Trump. What is going on with DeSantis sending Florida personnel to do charity work on the Florida taxpayer dime? In the state of a governor, he's wooing. So I'm actually amazed this isn't a bigger story because it is in Iowa. This is one of the biggest stories for voters in Iowa right now is that Ron DeSantis uh, was giving a speech and was talking about all he's done to help Iowa. uh, That he (laughs) when this tragic, uh, I know when this tragic apartment building collapse happened in Davenport last month, uh, Iowa sent out requests to states asking for help. And Ron DeSantis agreed to send a handful of emergency response people from Florida, which but, is great. Uh, and then, yeah, and then announced it very proudly on social media. The problem being, when he announced it, he had already known for ten hours that the governor said, "Actually, we don't need your people. We've got it figured out. In fact, bringing them will cause a, more of a problem than help." And Ron sent him anyway. And they stood around at the airport for a day and flew home. And he billed Floridians $500,000 for that little vacation and then had the gall to claim he helped in front of Iowans who were there and knew that he didn't. <laughs> oh, I mean, it is one oh. of the most awkward moments I've seen in Iowa campaigning. Wow. I mean, he just can't stop getting into these easily avoidable quicksands. I mean, he just he just no, walks it's into true. this. And it's because in Florida, you can tweet that in Florida and no one in Florida is going to look it up and care because it's something that happens somewhere else. But when you try to say that in a in a town hall event with people who were part of that emergency response and they see you as showboating on something that you didn't do and you actually did against the wishes of the governor, they let him know that publicly. And it's it's no surprise that Ron has rescheduled a lot of his Iowa events this week. Yes, he has. I mean, a Harvard University poll has him only getting 14 percent from Republican. Trump is beating him by over 20 points in his own state. His own state. Max, how much does this have to do with that ridiculous softcore gay porn ad that DeSantis' team released last week? We spent a lot of time on it. It was hilarious. I think that ad led directly to Rupert Murdoch leaking that Rupert Murdoch has given up on Ron DeSantis because we wouldn't know this if Rupert hadn't leaked it himself. No, it certainly seems to be the case. I mean, Fox News for an outlet that was very transparently saying Uh, Ron DeSantis is the alternative to Donald Trump. Maybe take a look at him now to be running wall to wall coverage of this weird ad and bringing on people like Pete Buttigieg to have a Democrat dunk on Ron DeSantis on Fox. You can hear the donors, the donors shriveling up inside. Oh, (laughs) it's no surprise to me. The donors are now saying, you know, you need to make staff changes. You need a new media strategy uh, before we'll give you any money because we don't see it paying off. And that that ad is 
I think the Atlantic called it one of the strangest political ads in history. And it, yeah. it is. I mean, even the, the so gay weird. steel mill scene in The Simpsons, they were wearing shirts. These guys are just straight <laughs> shirtless, oiled up muscle oh. men talking about how Ron DeSantis in an ad where he calls himself evil. I, I've never seen bizarre. so many shirtless men in a presidential campaign ad in my life. It was a naked appeal to bigotry and a bigoted appeal to nakedness. Was was Ron DeSantis at the uh, uh, Tucker and the Suckers convention today? I, he was originally scheduled to go, and then I had not seen him arrive by the time I started pulling away. My nose had started to bleed by that point. But it, it does show that. you that these groups are being treated with increasing sort of disrespect. There was a time when every single Republican would have been there and would have been vying for the top spot in that speaking lineup. But, you know, it's 2023. Pat Robertson is gone. You don't see Jerry Falwell playing a role here. A lot of these evangelical groups have decided to focus on state stuff. So there is just not the sense of of urgency about it that there was. So let me ask you. Uh, something I, I never thought we'd have to talk about, and that's Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, I, I'll be honest, I'm enjoying Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign. To me, it seems like this douchey guy who every time he opens his mouth, I always expect he's trying to sell me on crypto every time. But he was there today uh, pretending to respect Tucker while Tucker pretends to respect Trump. And they asked him about the cause of uh, the terrorist attacks on January 6th, uh, 2021. I just want to play you. This is very brief what Vivek Ramaswamy blames it on. And then I'm going to ask you to explain to me what this man is here. Here's the clip. You want to know what caused January 6th? There's such a temptation to say that there's one man whose name is unspeakable. Yeah. We can't. No, first of all, it's QAnon. It's QAnon. It's QAnon. <laughs> you want to know what caused January 6th? Is pervasive censorship in this country what? What? in the what? lead up to January 6th. Censorship you tell people caused- in this country they cannot speak. That is when they scream. You tell people they cannot scream. That is when they tear things down. And so the reality is we were told that you could not question what? where the virus came from when we all knew it came from a lab in Wuhan, which now no, they admit. No one ever said that. We were told that you could not send a private message to someone on the eve of an election that Hunter what? Biden's laptop story was actually a true story worth considering before an oh, election. You it was go. systematically suppressed. So this mm. is, think about this. You told you had to be locked down, had to take a vaccine that was mandated and forced down your throat. What? Locked down in your home while what? Antifa and BLM roam and burn the streets of this country. What? So that's the lead up of one I, full year of telling people. Okay, I think we got you with the idea. Um, for, for the record, folks, uh, COVID-19 vaccines weren't available yet uh, widely to the public on January 6th, uh, 2021. Um, so they didn't actually cause the riots. Max, I think it's great that this guy, any douchebag with enough money, can now run for president in any party. That's really all this is about, right? Yeah, I mean, Vivek has has finally answered the puzzle. It turns out it was COVID and Hunter Biden that did January 6th. Thank I mean, you. Thank God. This- This is what happens when your entire messaging is run by people who come from 4chan. I mean, there's it's hard to follow this. And you have to imagine that voters who maybe don't follow this all the time, like like we do, are going to listen to this and just have no context for what these people are talking about. Exactly. Like so much of this is Twitter drama. And they forget that only about 18 percent of people in America have a Twitter account. So to even know some of these references, you have to be so bought in already that it's it's hard to see how they're going to convert a single person with it. 
<laughs> exactly. But they're not even going to try. They're all on a grift. Max Burns, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with all your doings? You can follow me on Twitter at the Max Burns or on Substack. It's maxburns.substack.com. You're the best, man. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. What a pleasure. We have to hit a break. We'll be right back. A full hour of your calls awaits. This is Progress. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Let's go to the phones. We're at 866-997-4748. I want to play more of the Tucker Hate Fest, but Rachel in L.A. is on the line. Hi. Hi. I like how you call it the Tucker fucker thing. <laughs> uh, the Tucker suckers. Uh, the Tucker, the Tucker suckers. Sucker. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, a couple of little things I've been meaning to tell you, and it kind of went out of the news but it was a couple of weeks ago. It Please. was in the news about okay. um, people debating whether we should have Trump's trial before or after the election. Oh, that's very much in the news still. <laughs> Donald Trump is yeah, trying very back. hard to make it after. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It came back today. But, I mean, they had this, there's this douchebag named Robert Ray, who, like, a couple weeks ago, he was just driving me, because now he hasn't been on the TV for a couple weeks, but a couple weeks ago, he was just on every show going, you Special. He shouldn't have to have a. He's a president. He shouldn't have to have a trial. Well, oh, yeah, I know. He's so mad. Like I know. the most important thing is that they have the people need to know before they vote. But 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 see, that's what he, but, but I saw that guy Robert Ray on MSNBC, <gasps> and what he kept doing was saying he kept saying this, this is his whole rap. He keeps saying what harm was done to the United States by what Trump did. What harm <sighs> was done? What harm? Like I'd love to start bringing this defense into small claims court. I'd love to start bringing this defense into criminal mm-hmm. court for, you know, nonviolent first-time drug offenders. What harm did he do? The whole point is, that's not the issue with it. I mean, read the <laughs> indictment. He did harm to this country. He did harm to your military. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's a yeah. schmuck. He never smiles. He's always got a sour puss on When people don't smile... They're sneaky. They know they're lying. Yeah, but that guy's not good at it. He's really a bad faith actor. I don't think you're going to see him on CNN or MSNBC too much more. I, I think the word's yeah, out about this guy. He's really, yeah. he's another one of these Trump shills who got his law degree from a cereal box. And I, I mean, another, you know, look, you know, Trump's got all these better call Sauls just killing time before their disbarment. And that's this cat. Believe me. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I wanted to tell you, you know, with the, I'm terrible about the writer strike and the actor strike and everything. And, and it, like, there's, I mean, just on a selfish 
thing for me that like I'm running out of things to watch in it. Like I really miss the late night guys and everything. And they must, you know, like there's so much going on. And they can't plenty even plenty to watch. There's so yeah. much good stuff to watch. What are you okay, talking about? There's plenty to okay, watch. Okay, well, no, there is plenty to watch, and that's what, one thing that I discovered. A show I discovered that I didn't ever, you know, it's a great binging thing. And then it was Tell just me. on the and just like that last night they were they were talking about this show, The Americans. You know? Oh, I thought you said I thought you were talking about and just like that. <laughs> They were talking about it on just like that last night. They oh, they were talking on that. Americans, uh-huh. They were talking on the show just like that yes. about the show The Americans? Yes. That's what I thought you said. Go on, please. I'm, I'm following. Because <laughs> I was just going to call in about them anyway before I saw that last night. Because it's a fun show to watch and everything. And it's got, you know, so many episodes. And it's really fun to binge. And they, like, were going to a Halloween party. And they got the bald husband dressed up as the guy and he put the wig on he looked just like the guy <laughs> the sorry i missed it sorry um, i missed it but you know that show right like isn't it fun yeah. and and yeah. the show and just like that no the american i mean yeah and just oh like the american yeah too, but the sorry american. would you would you believe i'm not the target demographic <laughs> for in just like that i'm i'm not a, a middle-aged gay male so i'm actually not the audience they're going or for but, woman great woman um, no, it, that, that well, yeah, I, I, I think that show is a gay man's fantasy of what it is to be a straight woman in Manhattan, and what a gay true. fantasia it is. Yes. That's true. Oh, cool. Thank All you. All right, have a great weekend. Thank you. 866-997-4748 is our number. 866-997-GRIT. Hello to Brian in Oregon. Thank you for hey, waiting hi. so patiently on hold. What's up? Hi, John. I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Um uh, Rachel and fine, uh, fine uh, spirits tonight. Um, Max Burns is fantastic. Isn't he great? Oh yeah, um, John. I've, for some reason, I keep having Mississippi on my mind, and I, I just think that uh, they've got this uh, off-year election going on down there, and I just think it's a shame that these poor people have been beaten down so many goddamn years uh, that they've lost um, any spirit to uh, take up a ballot. And uh, it just seems like that could really screw up with the gerrymandering down there and uh, take back their state. You know, I wonder how many of these uh, people in these states want their, uh, actually they're being, realize they're being governed by the Heritage Foundation. And, yeah, they uh, don't know that. They don't various know Various other places. They're, they don't they're being know screwed it. by these found conservative asshole foundations. That's how it Just works. Go in and write these bills and tell these Republican assholes how to how to present. That's Alec. A- Alec. Yeah, that, Alec, where they and actually the, and the Heritage Foundation did a bunch of these. Yeah, they write the they write the bills, they circulate them around, and the politicians literally cut and paste and introduce the legislation that Alec or or Heritage has written. Alec st- stands for the American Legislative Ex- Executive Council. I say Alec stands for Aristocrats Legislate, Electeds Cooperate. <laughs> Because that's how it works. The yeah, rich the, guys literally write the laws and hand them out to the Republican politicians. Yeah, them, yeah, that's exactly. how business and is done in this country. That's how the Republican legislatures all seem to act. And, and it's not the people. These idiots that they elect are, are sitting there like uh, kids in high school being yeah. told how to write a paper. Exactly. That's the system. That's why they hate critical thinking so much. That's why they don't get too into the specifics of their policies and who their policies are designed to help. That's why their entire rap is telling white people who they should be angry at and that they should be angry all the time. Well, and I think that's why these people need to learn that that's what's going on, really. Um, 
in good luck. State houses. Good luck. We're trying. They don't care. Well, they don't I care. Have, I haven't heard anything. Uh, in, well, if I, you've been trained no all your life. I'm not hearing what's going on, really. But you know, Brian, if you've been groomed your entire life to hate homosexuals who want to get married and destroy traditional marriage, to hate these women who can't keep their legs closed and have all these abortions killing these precious babies, to hate these transgender freaks, to hate these I- illegals who are really Christian refugees, but to hate these people, if you've been taught your whole life to hate these people, and then a politician comes along who wants to do nothing to help you, but he talks about how much he hates these people, if you've been groomed your whole life to be told exactly which demographics you're supposed to hate this year, you're easily played. That's how they always do it. Always. Exactly. And they also, but on the other side, the other... uh Democrats and uh, African Americans and and poor uh, white people in uh, young people. I'm just hoping there's a young African American and white uh, Mississippians that could kind of get out of the. I mean, they've been suppressed for so fucking long. It's, but this is gaslighting. This is what poverty by... is. I know, but this is the cycles of poverty. This is how you keep people trapped in cycles of poverty. It's hopelessness. It's community-wide depression. You take away their opportunities. You don't make them... Listen, my wife, my wife used to teach in Brownsville, Brooklyn, in the same junior high school where Mike Tyson went. And there, the big prom was in junior high school because it was assumed nobody would be graduating high school. And you have yeah, people it's... in communities where they don't see anyone that looks like them who ever gets out and succeeds. These are cycles of generational poverty. These are people who for generations were never allowed to begin developing generational wealth to pass down to their grandkids. They've given up hope. This is what a lack of hope looks like. It looks like addiction. It looks like giving into an underground economy. It looks like despair and poverty and incarceration. And of course, it's very easy to demonize the very people Christ commanded us to fight for. I don't mean to talk all tabernacles, but you will see it as the people loudest about their Christianity who want to shit on the people among us who are suffering the most. Yeah. Well, and my mom went uh, after the parents got divorced. She got a teaching degree and went and taught in Watts. And, um, wow. It was wow. The same, you know, this was like 68, 69, 70, like that time frame. And uh, so it's uh, it just, it's, and she was trying to do her bit. Um, but I think it just, there's got to be, I, I, people can't give hope, give up hope on, uh, and to me that they got to learn that the ballot is their power. They're powerful. And nobody's telling them that they're powerful. I know, because they don't believe it. And this is what, but this is what we've witnessed in our own lifetime about how women have been conditioned by the society. We talk about the patriarchy. We talk about gaslighting. We talk about how women have been told their whole lives that you can't do that and you can't do that. And this colonization of the mind we've all grown up in, it's hard to break out of it. And if you find a way to get rich off of ending poverty, you'll see poverty end. In the meantime, you got Democrats and Greens. You got liberals. That's all you got. You got got Democrats, Greens, and some Christians who are fighting for the poor. That's it. You can't get rich doing it. But if you can find a way to get poor people to vote... If you can find a way to get poor people to vote, you can change everything about America. Imagine if a good person could do with people who've given up what Donald Trump did with some lazy white people who've given up. I don't mean to say lazy in their working, but they're lazy in their thinking. If you ever thought Mr. Golden Toilet was going to stand up for the working man. So I I hear you. Hopefully Tisha Brown can go to Mississippi with her black votes matter and like that. Um, Yeah. So, anyways, but also, John, just uh, um, I, I loved your interview with the um, 
climate scientist who was in... Wasn't he great? Yeah, oh, he's, a, he's funny. He was good. And a, a We're climate back. scientist with a sense of humor is pretty good. I know, um, right? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but That's I, about as rare as a climate scientist buying beachfront property. Yeah. Well, the, the, what I'm realizing is the most insane thing, I've always thought this, uh, in the dairy industry, they've got fucking dairies in Texas, in Arizona, in Kansas. It's and you know dairy farming is an incredibly water intensive operation. Yeah, and I just yeah. it's completely going to fall apart in the next four or five ten years. Dairy, it's going. Listen, here's the deal. I mean, let's talk about you know beef as well. You know, it's it's. They are huge cornerstones of our agricultural economy, but the amount of people who consume dairy and beef is not going to be getting, shall we say, bigger with the next uh-huh. generation and the generation after that. I mean... Well, not coming from here. Well, yeah, you're right about that. Brian, I got to run, but I thank you so much Cheerio. for the call. Mm-hmm. Cheerio to you. Have a great weekend. 866-997-4748. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit of Tucker today. Um, Mike Pence didn't have a good day. Are you comfortable? You might want to hear this, or you, you might want to light some candles. This is um, Mike Pence, and it would be nicer seeing Tucker grilled by St. Peter. But I'll settle for Mike Pence grilled by Tucker. On the fairness of the 2020 election and Donald Trump's role in January 6th, give a listen to how Mike Pence's day went. Do you think the last election was fair? Well, as I said on January 6th in my communication to the Congress, and I've said many times since. Stall, stall, stall. There were irregularities in the 2020 election. There's no question. There were about a half a dozen states that changed the rules of elections in the name of COVID. Yep. Uh, And that undermined public confidence in the outcome of our elections. Means nothing. Now, at the end of the day, we brought more than 60 lawsuits. States engaged in, in recounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the truth. Truth's coming. When states ultimately certified and courts He's upheld those truth. changes in virtually every instance. Here it is. And ultimately, we were able to determine that that the changes. There was no evidence that the changes had, had changed the outcome of the election in any way. Uh, I knew that my duty was clear that day. But candidly, as I've said before. Um, you know, President Trump's words that day were reckless. I believe uh, whatever his intentions in that moment, it endangered me and my family and everyone that was at the Capitol that day. Mike Pence has raised so little money because he's telling the truth that he might not even qualify for the Republican debates. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Hello to Stephen in Kentucky. How are you? Hi, how are you this evening? I'm delightful. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. I have a few things to say, um, one of which, before I do begin, I predicted this. You uh, you heard it first about DeSantis. Remember, I, I claimed he was a loser a while back. You did. I could, I could smell it all over him. And the fact is that... What these candidates do not understand, and this is something that I discerned when I worked for Biden's campaign in 2020, when I did a little bit of electioneering last year, what I discovered was even some Republicans privately told me this. They didn't want their names divulged. But the fact is, not only do people loathe Donald Trump, they (laughs) loathe Trumpism. The majority of people do. 
I know. And that's what the that's these candidates continue to impersonate this man. And that's what they don't understand. Even Chris Christie, yes, he deserves credit for having the backbone to mm. challenge Trump. But let's you be think? very clear about well, he got he, he that that fire department got to the blaze a little late, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it did. And not now, that's like the, the fire department that, comes and sets their own fire for four years and then decides, oh, we should put this out. But go on, please. Well, Governor Christie also will come back and he'll say, but we need a candidate who's going to win. No, what you need, sir, is you need a vision for what, where you want to take the damn country. And then yeah, you can use right. that to win. And Christie that's doesn't have that. Christie has, Christie has the charisma. Christie could win this nomination, but he has no vision whatsoever. No, he doesn't. And that's that's what's sad about it, because actually, he's he, I don't think he's a stupid fellow. He's not. I mean, actually, I really don't. I mean, no, and he's I, done like this said, show. He is not a dope. He's he puts no, on I don't an think act. He is either. He puts on an act, but he either. is he is not like a Ron Johnson. He 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 he's a scrapper and he's a smart guy. And he I, I, I don't think he's a good person. I don't think he's an honest person, but he's good at this. Yeah. No, I could I could see that actually, yeah, because I and and I've kind of felt the same way with this too. But you know, looking at the field though, I don't really see at this point, you know, who really could challenge Biden at this point. Um, on the GOP I, side, predict, on the GOP my, side. Well, my predict my prediction is that I think that uh, Biden will end up winning the nomination and he'll win re-election now that's and i'm i want to be on record as saying that i really think i would that guess that as will well end up yeah. happening despite right. all the age talk and all of this the fact is it's going to be a little bit difficult for them to make an argument about age if you have donald trump up there he's three years younger than biden Stephen. he has lost his marbles <laughs> Stephen, years ago you're you implying talk- that you're implying that hypocrisy w- would would slow them down they well, don't care. I, you know, what I'm really implying is Donald Trump could that, be there with a colostomy bag and a walker, and they'd still call Biden old. You, you know what well, I'm talking they, about. They can do that all they want to, but I think the majority of people, and see, this is another thing I have a problem with. Every time you hear people, I've heard this so many on, on so many occasions. They'll focus on the twenty, thirty percent that love Trump. Oh, our country's going to hell in a handbasket because twenty to thirty. You know what? I would say to that, this is what I'm going to say to these people. The fact is, we should be thankful that only 20 to 30 percent are taken in by this con artist. The rest of us I see know, him I'm, for I, who he I got to disagree is, again. I'm terrified. Really matters, people. I'm terrified it's, that 30 percent of us are this gullible. I mean, after well, January 6th, well, you know, after January 6th, a third of us are still, hey, come take my money. It's terrifying and depressing. But, John, you know, I have to say this. Fuck, fuck them. I mean, really, I don't care about them. No, don't fuck Trump supporters. No, don't fuck Trump supporters, people. Don't don't read them the wrong way. Don't have sex with them. Don't give them orgasms. What I'm saying is I don't care about their interests. They obviously cannot care enough. The reason why they love this man so much is because they have so little respect for themselves, and he has so little respect for himself, and that's Mm. why they love him. Misery loves company. Getting close to home, Steve. And we all know that. Those of us who actually have a brain and pay attention do. Now, I wanted to make something else (laughs) tonight, too. Tell me, please. Um, I've got a lot of callers, though, so tell me quick. Well, two things, one of which that gentleman, uh, what was his name, the Arizona lawmaker who used the term um, colored. You know, yes. what is this, 1930 or 2023? 
I mean, um, give me a break. You know, I, I, I'm so, I marvel when I hear these people talk about political correctness. Let me just be clear about something. What political, <laughs> the original intent of liberal, uh, liberal uh, political correctness is about courtesy and sensi- yeah. sensitivity to others' feelings. Be the person you, you, treat others the way you want them to treat you. That's what the main version of this is. Yes, it can go too far, but what about right-wing political correctness where we have people's – they want to uh, start up a vice squad vigilante group that checks yeah. our underwear before we leave the house every day. Listen, I mean, this, he, he, this I, is, I'll take him at his word that he made a mistake. I've, I've listened to the tape many times, and I'm sure he didn't mean to come out and say colored people. It sounded like he realized right away he had said something bad, and he's too much of a dim bulb to correct it. So I won't call him a racist for that. I'll call him a racist because he was doing it in the context of arguing against letting the military maintain their affirmative action policies, and he was defending naming military bases after white supremacist Confederates. So for that reason, I'll call him a racist, and we'll give him a pass on saying colored people. How about that? John, I I just wanted to mention one other thing, dear, before I go. Tonight, I worked for a memorial foundation several years ago that um, celebrated the lives of eight innocent nurses who were murdered in Chicago uh, tonight back in 1966. I don't know if you're familiar with that news story. It was um, it was a national, nationwide news story at the time. A speck okay. was the one who murdered them. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so horrible. Uh, I just want to remind people for a moment. This was the you know, dormitory murders, a lot right? Of criminal I heard stuff about going on today. We do, but back in those days, they didn't even have a neighbor neighborhood watch. They didn't. They didn't have grief counseling for these families. Some of these families endured prank phone calls. You know, yeah. people saying that their relatives were yeah. responsible for egging this man on. This man had been stalking these women for several weeks before he decided to kill them, yeah. and so it was premeditated. And it um, it was just it was a horrible and the school themselves actually no it's a horrible it not, story they, a horrible and a horrible they, man just awful well it, it really was and the school themselves actually burned the records from that year they I know did. I know no and, this oh, guy yeah, this they, guy died in prison this guy died in prison and they cremated him and nobody would claim the remains. <laughs> Well, I think they flushed him down the commode, from what I, I understand. Stephen, I love you, but I got to run. I got 9,000 people okay, on hold, and I thank okay. you. Have a great, great thank weekend. You. We're at 866 I just really want to play more Tucker clips of people getting yelled at. Let me go to uh, Bill in New Jersey before the break. Hi, Bill. Good evening, John. Good evening. Hey, may, may hey. I first please quote the uh, great Buddhist nun and author uh, Pima Chodan, whose birthday is today, and she's like 83. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. You are the sky. Everything else, it's just the weather. I love um, it. Good. And uh, can you tell me uh, who said this quote? I apologize for using my flatulence as a medium of public commentary in your presence. Wasn't this something a Republican official just said at a Robert F. Kennedy summit somewhere? It's what this crazy guy, Doug Dietrich, said. That's it. Yes, yes. A very crazy right-wing and, media fellow. Right. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Some, but he's like a, uh, um, I don't know, he, page six kind of person. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, uh, this got, is the weird. This is the weirdest story that I that I've ever heard, and literally, I didn't cover it on the air because I just it's it, it's literally insane. Yeah. It's a Robert F. Kennedy press dinner, and uh, and this with, with with a bunch of right wing guys running it because mm-hmm. of course, right? And then um, you want to explain it because you brought it up. I wasn't yeah. going to tell these yeah. nice. There's yeah, there's nice people. Happened. There's women listen. Might not seem like it, but there's girls listening to this show. So go ahead and talk about the flatulence. Dinner, well, please. No, let's do it. Let's chase them all away. Go ahead. Doug, <laughs> this guy used to write for the the, the the Post. This guy Doug Desher, he used to write at, at the Post, and um, and he hosted it. Right. Apparently, he'd had a few. Right. He'd had a few. Right. Well, he looks like Russell Brand if he got run over by a bus. Okay. And there's a picture of him in Vanity Fair if you want to check it out. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, he got an argument over. Um, climate change and this guy and he says i'm gonna fart and he well hang on 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 i don't want to we're gonna don't get to the flatulence right away this is a guy who's hired this is this guy doug to no we got to give him justice he's hired to host the robert f kennedy fundraiser right the press dinner and so robert f kennedy hey he's gonna hurt joe biden he's he's anti-vax sure i'm there RFK is talking about climate change. So the guy who's literally the right wing host of this event starts screaming the climate hoax during Kennedy's dinner because he's so freaking drunk. Uh, then yeah. it, it, it apparently woke up an elderly art critic who was there and Anthony Hayden guest who was literally sleeping most of the time. But when this guy began screaming the climate hoax, it woke up. Anthony Hayden Guest, who then began screaming at the other role. Robert Kennedy Jr. is on stage the whole time. These two old men are screaming at each other, <coughs> calling each other names, and then go ahead. I'll let you get to the money shot here. Uh, yeah, he, he yells out in the middle of it, you know, um, after being called a miserable blob and a fucking insane insignificant, teacher uh, begins farting out really loudly and saying i'm farting really loudly and shouting it this is a man in his 70s i think or 80s like shouting really loudly that he was doing that and doing it so all the microphones in the whole room he's arguing against the science of climate change by screaming the word i'm farting and then doing it this was a robert f kennedy press dinner this is the campaign go on please Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, this guy Dechert, uh, I get, or Dechert, however it's uh, pronounced, um, said he prefers to be referred to as a gallivanting boulevardier, a beer fueled sex rocket. And, uh, oh, that, you know. Okay. He, he, the guy's just crazy, but you should look at the picture in Vanity Fair. He looks I looked at the picture crazy. in Vanity Fair. No, he he, he looks like a, a Hogwarts wizard strung out on cheap crank. It's very disturbing. Right. Right. Yes, but uh, anyway, what what I was calling about is Kamala Harris, and there is uh, you didn't uh, call to talk about the Robert F. Kennedy farting scream fight dinner. Okay, go ahead. Let's well, go to no, Harris. that was just a, that was just a starter to ask you a question. You know, um, if you could place that thing. Okay. I, no, I called yeah. about Kamala Harris. Tell me about uh, Kamala Harris, before, please. She's extremely important, and. Um, Tom Hartman had it on his uh, thing today. Anyway, uh, that the they hired the Swift Boat guy, uh, um, uh, Trump's people, to go after her. And you okay. remember what they did? You know what what they did uh, 
with uh, what's his name who ran? Um, I don't know. Swift folk guy. John, John Kerry. Kerry. Yes. Right. Who was because he was ill-defined. People really didn't get to know him quickly. They took advantage of him. And it's the same thing with Kamala. There were people were worried about uh, Biden being really old, and it's something that people worry about. I don't care. Anyone? I don't can care die either. Tomorrow. Don't right. care at all. Some more. Some people like uh, Trump are more likely to die than he is. But anyway, I would care. I would uh, care if Biden's vice president was a lunatic who wanted to, like, you know, cut taxes for billionaires and, and abortion rights. But I mean, it's it's right. it's the same ticket. Right. So, again, I don't get attached but, to personalities. Right. I get attached to, to policies. Go ahead. Right. But what uh, these people are saying is that uh, um, forget about uh, Biden. Get to know um, uh, Kamala Harris because that's the one you're really voting for, mm. and they're going to bring her down. And you know um, about being black and about being bust and about whatever accomplishments she's right. made. That they're going to play it down, just like John Kerry, who was a hero, and then in the end they turn him into like an idiot. I know um, you're right. You're right. And she's the one who should be going around touting all the successes. She should be listing so people. Dude, she's she's going to do three it. things. She will be doing that, but she will also be the face of this administration's uh, uh, struggle for abortion rights. And you can look for her to start taking a lot of credit for the mm-hmm. migrant crush we were told was going to happen. Not happening. Mm-hmm. She was put in charge right. of the border two years ago, and she deserves a lot of credit she hasn't received yet. And I'll tell you what, you'll be hearing her get it. Not a ton because they don't want to jinx it, but you'll be hearing a lot more from her in the next year, I think. For sure. Uh, uh, and I predict that Mr. Smith goes to Bedminster and interviews <laughs> Ivana. Uh, get, if get Ivana me. even goes to Bedminster anymore, are they even talking? You know, I, I, my mother was cremated, and we buried her in these little boxes the size of a toaster that they make. The fact mm-hmm. that they put her urn or whatever it was, probably cardboard box, inside this giant casket and buried yeah. it. You know, uh, I, I don't even want to think about it. I know it's it's creepy and dark and that he buried his wife at the first hole on his golf course where it's so uh-huh. it's I don't understand right. how people can't see how craven these folks are. Bill, I got to run, but I thank you very much for the okay. call. We got to take a quick one. We'll be right back after our legally mandated break. 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fugelsang. This is SiriusXM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748. That's 866-997-GRIT. Let's go to the phones because some of y'all have been on hold for a very long time. Uh, hello to Lawrence in Texas. Thanks for waiting. Hey, hey, thanks for taking hey. my call. Yes, sir. You Thank know you. What? Tell me. Hey, you know, hey, yeah, I'm gonna throw this out there first. You know, Please. I brought me and my wife. We brought David Webb and Dr. Woman Leon down here to Texas back in October. You know, for uh, a Black Agenda meeting. You know, we brought them down here so they could talk to the rank and file. And okay. it was a positive. It was a positive. So we bring in. I, David I, I know and David. Bill. I've always got along great with David. Yeah, go on. David, a good man. He's a good man. And, you know, Wilma is, too. You know, them brothers, they friends. I consider them friends. Me and my family, we consider them friends. I'll throw this invitation out to you. All <laughs> right. We had David and Wilma. They had never, you know, conversed with each other, and they became friends. And they nice. put it on the radio. Hey, we would have never became friends if it wouldn't have been for Lawrence. With that being said, I'm going to want to be able to invite you guys down here. It'll be about two months, three months, because we might strike. If we don't strike, it'll be sooner. But would you be interested in coming down here and attending uh, a semi town hall meeting where you can do Q&A with the people in Arlington, Texas, UAW, everybody. You know, this is what we're going to do now. You know, we know what to do, how to organize it. So what I'm doing now is trying to organize speakers because we're going to bring Lou Hutt down here, you know. And the reason I mean, why I'd, I'm I'd, I'd love, love to. I don't know if you, I, you might want to consider whether before you book a comedian to come on down. But uh, yeah, Man. I mean, I made a I made a whole movie uh, for PBS about the issues facing the automotive industry, and it's something very close to my heart. And as you know, unions are very close to my heart as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, we could work out the particulars, and if it would be possible to come, I'd love to, yeah. Okay, because we're going to invite Tim Young. Tim Young feels in for David, you know, a lot of times. Tim Young is from Texas and Grapevine, so I let Tim know, all right, Tim, me and him converse. Like I said, we're going to do it, and the reason why is to dispel all the bullshit that the, the self-righteous, uh, self-appointed people are putting out here to the masses. And like my what? point is this. Like That's what? a self-righteous bullshit. Tell me. Black people ain't feeling Biden, brother. Now, no matter what people say, don't listen to the Congressional Black Caucus. They ain't got no status in the black community. Them, are, them people are persona non grata. So I'm just telling you straight up, and you can always fact check me. Joe Biden is not favored in the black community. Most black people are either going to uh, vote for Trump or stay at home. That's the, you know that's how many the, uh, you know you know the percentage of black people who voted for Biden against Trump last time. Uh, hey, we ain't talking about past history because Biden pissed in the pool, bro. When you get talking about twenty twenty, talking about talking about Biden versus Donald Trump, how Joe Biden uh, did with American black voters uh, two years ago. That was, and you know what? He didn't do that good because, and I know the reason why. The reason why he didn't who do did, that who good, didn't do that good? Uh, Biden, Biden did. Biden uh, did pretty good two years no, ago. No, Trump. I say Trump. Oh, yeah. Trump didn't do it as good as he should yeah. have. But Trump is sometimes his own worst enemy. So oh, we ain't yeah, worried about. I, there Trump. are those who would agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so Biden got eighty-seven, eighty-seven percent of the black vote, and in twenty sixteen, you know Trump got under Trump got under three percent, under three percent of the black women vote in America. Like hey, you know under three percent because black women are hey, you know what? saving this country. I'm gonna give what? I'm gonna give you this 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 status. Biden would have uh, locked the black vote in good 
if he would have did a couple things. Crime, education, resources. He put resources in the black community. He knocks it out the park. He get tough on crime. Well, he did. He did, by the way. Biden is the reason why you got shots of the COVID vaccine in arms in rural black counties throughout the country, because they prioritized it from as soon as he took office. Because we We black people are black people are no longer the demographic that is dying the most because of covid. And it's directly because this White House made it a priority to get shots available to the African-Americans in rural America that would be overlooked by people giving out shots in a public somewhere. So there's a reason why African-Americans no longer have the highest death rate of covid. Hey, let me tell you this. I didn't take the shot and I'm healthy. Six feet, 195 pounds. Martial God, artists. Great. Great. Hey, you know I, why? I'm glad you're you know okay. Why? Gl- why? Your lifestyle. Your lifestyle dictates whether or not you're going to survive any kind of issue with I would your ag- health. Yep. I would agree with that, except we've had a lot of healthy people who get sick. This this virus does not act like other viruses. And you know this. They still yep. don't understand long COVID, Lawrence. They still hey, do, you know don't what? understand why some people uh, have stop. this for months we, and months and why it... What, Chris? I'm not going to let I'm not going to let Lawrence go down conspiracy alley with COVID. You want to talk about Biden in the black community? Go there. But let's let's okay, then. let's talk about COVID side. Let's leave the COVID sideshow away from it hey, because you're you first. Well, I, I brought it up, Chris. In fairness to Lawrence, I brought it up because he said there's no infrastructure for the black community. That was just the first thing I brought up. I can also bring up we had the lowest childhood poverty rate in the history of this country in 2021 because we and chose to do it. Biden decriminalized weed on the federal level. I can do this all night, my friend. I can do it all night. And you know what? That's why I want to bring you down here. Do you know what? I'm doing stuff that the Congressional Black Caucus won't do. I'm bringing people together to talk to the masses. That's what I'm doing. I want you to come down here and state that position, and you can hear from people, black people, educated, PhDs. What position? wait, Wait, state what position? This is y'all. Hey, look. Y'all I've given facts. I haven't given a position yet. I think. Listen, this this. You're right about one thing. Black and Hispanic Americans have been abandoning this White House. They have been. This president has a real enthusiasm problem. The question is: Are Black and Hispanic Americans and Black and Hispanic women going to really be excited to vote for Donald Trump? Will they really be excited to vote for Ron DeSantis or Glenn you, Youngkin? You want me to tell you why? Here's tell the me reason why. why. Please, please. Here's the reason why. The damn Congressional Black Caucus and the Democrats won't address crime in the black community. I'm black. I come from the hood. I am come from Flint. Let me tell you something, brother. What does the Republican uh, Party want to do about it, though, my friend? Oh, All the Republican it, Party hey. wants to do is put more guns on the street and more black men in prison oh, working oh, for 16 we, cents we a day. Look, you want to talk about the drug war and the Republican penalty. Party? Come on. If you won't get a damn death penalty to young black thugs, who are holding the black community hostage. Oh, we, I can't do that. The of the state. No, the I, I don't do the death state. penalty. Lawrence, I'm, no, I'm a Jesus I'm a guy. I'm, I'm a Jesus guy. I don't do the death penalty. That's the Christian hey, thing. That's a line. Let me tell you something, brother. Let tell me tell you something. I believe in God stronger and Jesus stronger than anybody. My faith is what mm, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, over that, that, Jesus comes out against hey. the death penalty in the Sermon on the Mount. Lawrence, you can't follow oh, Jesus oh. and then well, support Jesus, killing sinners. Did Jesus say, many may think that I have come to bring peace, but I have come with a sword 
Yeah, and he also he also overturns eye for an eye in the Sermon on the Mount. He stops an execution and literally says that only sinless people are allowed. Lawrence, you're not going to let me finish. Jesus says, Lawrence, Lawrence, come on, it's going so good. Jesus says only the sinless are allowed to execute. And Jesus says those who live by the sword will die by the sword. He wasn't a pro-weapons guy, and he wasn't a pro-death penalty guy, and he never mentioned abortion. I love you, man, and I will talk about this all night, but you want to bring Jesus into it? There is no way you can follow Jesus and follow Donald Trump at the same time. And I will quote scripture to you all night, man. There's no way you can be a Jesus follower and support Donald Trump. I'm John, sorry. Please. I love you. It doesn't exist. I'm a pragmatic. John, please let's let let's let Lords make a religious case for the death penalty. Go ahead, hey, sir. No, a Christian case for the death penalty. Sense. I'm gonna make a common sense case. Please, if you I'm enjoying come this and more and more. My family. If you come and murder my family or anybody that I know of, for anybody, if you just gonna be a rabid dog and come out and kill people in the community, have no regard for life and community, you should be put down and treated like a rabid dog. Now, it ain't about the death penalty. It ain't about Jesus. It's about right and wrong. Well, then, right. All I'm saying, Lawrence, 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 I respect what you're coming from, and I believe I in self-defense. All it. I'm telling you it. is Jesus disagrees with you 100%. I well, you know Lawrence, I don't respect it because you, contra- you contradict yourself because you framed this whole fucking discussion in, around Christianity and what Jesus and said how much you no, love Jesus. I no, I brought Jesus into it. Let's no, no, be fair no, to him. I brought Jesus into it, too. I'm doing all the problems. death penalty thing, with the death penalty thing, Lawrence, the first thing you said was I, I love God and I love Jesus more than anybody. I'm a very religious man and now you're saying it's an F your feelings I want you killed my family. I'm going to kill yeah, you. Yeah, he's thing. actually right, Lawrence. I hate to say you, it. You're contradicting right yourself. You got your, you your straw what? man argument you is burning. This is, where, this is where the liberals and the conservatives and the independent part way. I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal arguing for Jesus, Lawrence. Yes, yes. reality and contradiction is where we part ways. Okay, let's let him let let him make a statement. Go ahead, Lawrence. The floor is yours. We got to move on. So go ahead and make your last point. I love you. Go ahead. If you feel what I'm saying is contradictory, that's your that's your opinion. Your opinion is like assholes. Everybody got one. That's not nice. When I talk to a police, my friends in law enforcement, I say, you know what? Y'all protect the bad guys from people like me because. Don't nobody bother me in Detroit, Chicago, Flint. I go wherever the hell I want. You know why? Because it's like this. You can look at some people and say, I ain't going to fuck with this guy. And you know Mm -hmm. what? I don't mess with nobody. That's why I'm a peace-loving man. But if you want to okay, let me good. be a peace-loving man, I will wage well, war on you and your whole damn family. This okay. is an OG. This is how so you're so you're a conditional peace-loving. Your 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 peace love is conditional, is what you're saying. Uh, you and I respect that. Well it, I respect that it it's conditional, Lawrence. I gotta go. My only point is, you might want to read the Jesus parts of the Bible because it's not possible to follow Jesus and follow Trump, and it's not possible to be a big lover of Jesus and support the state having the power to murder sinners. I didn't write it. You okay, Chris? You got it. You were you were all engaged in there, man. I want to go to a bar and get a fight with you. I just hate. I just hate hypocrisy. I do too. But he hasn't thought it through. And bad faith arguments. I do too. But I'm not going to let him get me angry. He hasn't thought it through. But personally, Lawrence, I'm entertained by the idea of the vision, the image in my head of Lawrence beating a man to death and then screaming at the top of his lungs. And he's like, I'm doing this for peace. And Lawrence, I love when you call. But listen, you're going to lose. I am the liberal. I know the Bible. I can do this all night. 